Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. I'm Colton Robertson, and I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Glad to be here. I'm glad you are here, and let's fucking do it, baby. This is it. This is the finale. We're topping it all off here today. This Marvel character tournament is over as of the end of this episode. Uh... Now, if you're here for the first time, I'd direct you to the last episode, the Elite Eight, and then they would direct you to the episode before that, and then they would direct you to the episode before that, and they would direct you to the episode before that. Go to the round of 64 part one. Why are you doing, what are you doing here at the finale? That's, that's, that's absurd. Major spoilers ahead, you know. Major spoilers ahead for what's going to happen in the round of 64. You already know how it ends if you're here. Um. But yeah, if you if you are here, I'm going to assume you already listened to the Elite Eight as well. And uh, with that, I think it's kind of safe that we can just jump right in to what we've got brewing here. So Final Four here is interesting for me because I do honestly think that one of these matchups on one side is probably what should have been our championship. They just happened to shake out to be on the same side. I uh, see. Yes. Uh, I was going to put forth... And this just seems sacrilegious at this point, but uh, like a final four, we randomize the matchups. Um, it seems sac- it, I, it seems I, wrong no, to I, do that. Though. I even had an idea that like maybe we go ahead and do like all right, them versus them, and they face this person, and then the winner of that faces Spider Man. Like we uh, have a complete round robin. Yeah, like a whole new like, other uh, <laughs> thing for these final four. But no, we can't do that. We got to stick the to way the this bracket has worked out. And just the uh, the beautiful matchups that it's created on its own, somehow out of randomness and our own seeding. I think we just have to keep it this way. Oh yeah, um, it's, we certainly do. Uh, but I was I wasn't actually going to go through <laughs> with any changes or anything. Uh, it just one side of this bracket is much heavy hitting, much more heavy hitting than the other side of this bracket. Oh yeah. Uh, so let's start with the let's start with the the other side. Let's start with our. Uh, what ended up being a five seed versus a three seed in the final four with Bucky Barnes versus Natasha Romanoff's black widow. Now this is a, this is a hard one. Uh, this is a good matchup. I love both of these characters and uh, off, off rip. I want to go Natasha but I've wanted to go off rip the opposite of Bucky every single matchup. And here Bucky is in the final four. Is it strong enough? Is Bucky's story 
strong enough Ever, uh, to bump him above Natasha. Look look at what Bucky has overcome in this bracket. There, there was only one matchup he wasn't an underdog. There was one matchup he wasn't an underdog. He faced he faces Monica Rambo in the first round, and it's like, all right, that's that's the easy one. But second round, he's going off against Loki. Third round, he goes off against Steve Rogers. He takes down a one seed. And then last round, he goes off against Carol Danvers. Bucky Barnes is torn his way through Loki, Steve Rogers, and Captain Marvel. You know, we did say that if Captain Marvel was down in the Natasha and Vision matchup, that, that she'd probably beat it out, beat both of them out. I said that to be considerate. I don't know if, like, thinking about it, like, I'd say Captain Marvel beats Vision, like, for sure, but, but not, not Natasha. That's yeah. that's the thing. That's That that was my hang-up. I was like, he'd beat Vi- she'd beat Vision, that's for sure. Uh, but So I was going to be like, yeah, it'd be really easy to say, like, yeah, if we say that, and he already beat Captain Marvel, so, like, obviously, but I'd, like, this is way closer th- because both of these people have amazing backstories, devastating backstories that are emotionally riveting and drive so much of the MCU. So much of it. I don't know where to go. Like, I'm... They're both deep in history. Now let's go through Natasha's journey through this bracket so far. Natasha hasn't taken down as many heavy hitters. You know, Bucky took down Loki, Steve Rogers, and Captain Marvel. While Black Widow has taken down Doc Ock, Doctor Strange, and Vision. Uh, She's taken down some interesting ones as well. Like, one of the most iconic Spider-Man villains. One of the one of the biggest Marvel characters, period. One of the one of the more fascinating Marvel creations ever, and Vision, who I've been on this podcast many times, saying is easily a top five favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I my vote, I think, has to be for Bucky. I think his story, his complete everything, is just a cut above. Um, And the important thing here is that it is not the actor or the character's fault, even. It's just the way their stories have been written. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Natasha Romanoff have been done, on the whole, a disservice. Uh while having such a riveting story and just tearing at your heartstrings, you really get that in, in in Infinity War, Endgame, and Black Widow. A little bit in The Winter Soldier when she has to watch Nick Fury, Nick Fury die, quote-unquote, at the hands of Bucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Civil Black War, Widow does have the sacrifice play, though. She has that card, and uh, that's big. Actually, that's a big one. That's like a that's a big, big 
like, uh... And not only does she have the sacrifice play, who was running the bitch? That council, you know, Captain Marvel, Okoye, uh, I think, uh, the, the uh, Rocket Raccoon, like the people who are basically keeping tabs on the galaxy, as it were. Who's running that bitch from home base? God, Widow needs her own show. Oh my god, her show would be so good. Like if it was just like uh, the life of Natasha Romanov, you know, like episode mm. one, like just chronological, just go through her life. Like, oh. I hope uh I hope the future for Black Widow is bright. I hope they really I hope bring her back something. in more than what if. Like I do too. But and then here's the thing is that like while Widow has been awesome and uh, no, I I I don't know. Like I keep going back and forth. Like I want to the argument we've made for Bucky every round is just how crucial he's been to the MCU as a whole, and he has. Like, he has truly made not a bigger impact, but a more obvious and notable impact on the surface. Like, it's like, this obviously led to this, and this obviously led to this. Natasha's impact is more implicit and more in the connection she made with the people along the way. Like she did with Steve Rogers, like she did with the Hulk, like she did with Hawkeye. Like she, her stuff is more emotionally resonant in her immediate connections, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to causing big conflicts. Um, hmm. so it's, it, it does she really it just does ties become, everything together. Like she does, she is the glue. Like, She's the, yeah. she is what holds the, she's what holds that reality together. And you know Bucky was saying? kind of the tearing apart. How, come on, man, this, wow. Like, I don't know if it's just Marvel writing, you know, these, these characters just have so many parallels you can make. And maybe that's why it seems that like this bracket is lining up so perfectly, but like we have like the glue and then you have the, whatever the opposite of glue is. Um, yeah, for a little bit, for a little bit. Um, now I feel Bucky's becoming more of a glue like character. Yeah, he's becoming more of the. Uh, um, he, you know, he's he's stepping into like. He's in a weird he, spot. He, he's old, you know. The, like he's the other thing that like I I want for both of them is to just get out. Just, just live. go live somewhere, man. Just go have a life. Uh, I I want nothing more. For for Bucky more specifically, I think that I think that Natasha's like at the point where she does die, where she uh, sacrifices herself so that Hawkeye can live on and take the Soul Stone back to uh, back to their reality. I think that that's a point in the story that Natasha's also not really done. This is this is her life is her work is the is the friend she's made along the way. Uh, like that's what Endgame's all about as far as like the beginning of that story where it's just her and Steve Rogers talking. She's like, my life was nothing. And then I had all of you. And then half of you, like half of them went away. She's like the only one that like really cares because she's never had a family. And the Avengers was the closest thing that she, like the next closest thing she had. Every time I think about the Avengers found family aspect, there is only one person 
who even attempts to make that true. And it's Natasha. Her and Bruce Banner need to just go off and live. Like, uh, can Bruce not have kids because of the Hulk? I'm assuming. Like, is that a thing? Like, it would just be beautiful. They go off, they, like, adopt a kid and just have a family. You know, like, uh, oh, like, we, we, we can just have Hawkeye go with his family. We can have Bruce and Natasha go off, just live wherever. You know, just, just know, like, maybe that's the send off we need, you know, with these, uh, I mean, it's hard to do Natasha now because, you know, she did. But, uh, maybe the Hulk brought her back somehow with this snap. Like, maybe there's more to that line, you know? Like, I tried. I, I really tried. How does he know? Like, did he do, was he just thinking that she was gonna, like, pop just right there? Like, pop up? Or, like, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm not fully given up. Um, I just think that this is like, cause the whole like Scarlett Johansson and Disney situation too. Like I, like I, what's like, is she, apparently she, uh, there's, there's also this other new report where Kevin Feige is apparently working with Scarlett Johansson on a Marvel project that is not related to black widow. Like apparently she's doing a whole other thing, like on the production side of stuff, hmm. uh, which is interesting. It's an interesting way to keep her in the universe. Uh, I just really hope at some point it's it's as that character again. Uh, I'm not anywhere closer to a decision here. <laughs> I think that I think that for me, what. The main thing for Natasha for me is is the fact that she's the one who br brings the Avengers together. Like she is the glue that keeps them binded for me. The thing that's awesome about Bucky is just the complete and utter uh flipping of the page, becoming a whole a whole other version of himself. Uh she has that too though. She has that too though. Uh she was a Russian a Russian spy who was working for the Red Room until she, Nick Fury takes a chance on her. You know what I'm saying? Like Natasha did Bucky stuff while in her mind. Like it's not like obviously Bucky just has trauma like all over like it's not like but Bucky like can kind of say like it's not him doing those things you know like yeah. but natasha like yes she was pretty much brainwashed yeah basically. she was she was manipulated to the, like, to the greatest degree it's like it oh yeah these two are just oof like i cast I, i'm gonna officially cast my vote in the corner of natasha romanoff uh <laughs> Oh God! It feels right. Does it? That's the thing. Does it? Does it feel right? Bucky's road to get here was so much harder. 
And like that does that shouldn't matter, like in the matchup. Like it should. No, it's a part of it. Like not like not like the because Black Widow just didn't have she just, like the way the bracket is. Like she could have gone up against those people, you know, like and beat them all. But would she have? Bucky did. Yeah, he beat Steve Rogers. He beat Captain Marvel. He beat Loki. I do, however, like to think I would have come to the same conclusions with Black Widow. Like, because, I mean, like, ultimately what's interesting that got us here is that their stories mirror each other in an interesting enough way where, like, they have this controlled traumatic past that results in them wanting to flip the switch and change for good. Let me ask you this. Does Natasha beat out Steve Rogers for you? Hmm. That is, that is tough. That is tough. I think that, I think that ultimately I probably wouldn't have come to the same conclusion. Just, I do think the matchup is what led me to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I also don't know if Bucky makes it this far if he faces someone other than Steve Rogers. Because the thing that propelled him is the fact that I came to the conclusion that Steve Rogers is kind of like Vision and Wanda in that sense. And that, like, the story doesn't revolve around him. But boy, oh boy, is Bucky the biggest part of and driving force in his story. Like, part of me... It pains me to see Bucky do all of that and then lose to Natasha, but, like, it would make sense to lose to Natasha if he yeah, is going to lose, you know? like and, uh, Yeah, that's that's the thing, is that, like, I think that these previous matchups, like, they're, they're important to the character as they are, but, like, I, I don't know that I would have come to the conclusion that Black Widow beat Steve Rogers, just, just because I think I would have... I wouldn't have looked at him side by side and gone, well, obviously Steve Rogers was incredibly influenced by Bucky Barnes, and that's mm-hmm. why. Uh, but, yeah. Mm, man. If, like, going, like, off screen, too, like, I'm really just trying to think of, like, the care, like, because Natasha wasn't really given the best material to work with. True. Like, they really just used her as, uh, like, love interests, you know, for every character every now and then. Like, they didn't give her much to go off of. No, they didn't. They didn't give her much show, like. No, yeah, I mean, like, she exists in Iron Man 2 to be sexualized by Tony Stark. And she's there in The Winter Soldier to kind of, uh bring you into the uh, awareness of who the winter soldier is. You get that emotional depth with uh, Nick Fury's passing and stuff. However, there's, there's a really obvious overtone of sexual tension between Steve Rogers and Natasha Romanoff, which I think is another point of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what just gets me like black widow story and Bucky's like backstory. 
they're both equally as devastating and like just just horrible to think about but what's what they've done after like what bucky like literally like what he's done like the just the amount i don't know like but i'm thinking like bucky's impacted so much more but then i think of how much natasha has impacted and it's like she literally got them the soul stone <laughs> that's a pretty big impact oh my <laughs> god this one is hard like uh i guess i i'm falling back i'm fa- like i'm always retreating from black widow like winning like i'm i'm trying to find a reason why bucky should win and like that should just tell me like I'm Maybe looking Bucky for any shouldn't. I'm looking for any reason that Bucky should win. Like I, But there's know. a reason there. Cause there like is, yeah. Th- there is a reason. Like it's not like they're that f- they're they're not completely different levels. Like they are they're they're on the same footing as characters as far as uh it's been presented to us as uh in my opinion. I think Falcon and Winter, the Falcon and Winter Soldier raised Bucky's character more than Black Widow's movie raised Black Widow's character. Ooh, interesting. Okay, I can get I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Well, maybe I'm completely wrong in saying that. Actually, now that I think about it, I think I I I, I can. I, I was going to present the opposite perspective. That yeah, Black Widow provides you the whole. Literally, you get her backstory you literally get her with with the family when she was younger and you see how her sister was indoctrinated into the red room and how she was indoctrinated into the red room thought that she had destroyed the red room when in fact she hadn't uh and so basically her entire her entire career in shield is predicated on this falsehood that she she thought was true so there, there that adds a whole other layer of tragedy to her story uh Now, Bucky, on the other hand, what what's rewarding about the Bucky side of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is is the recovery process. We watch him come back from that. Uh, but that's that's the entirety of Natasha's thing throughout throughout the movies is her having been recovered and working for Shield and trying to make up for the bad shit she did. Uh, Bucky would want Natasha to win. Bucky would want Natasha to win. Natasha needs a win. Bucky would want her to win. I, it feels right. The more I think it, about like, it, the more that like, and that was where I came from from the beginning was on this note of like, Black Widow beats the Winter Soldier. Like that's just that's the care. Like I don't know why that was just where I was at from the get go. Um, I hope in some way that uh, we have her back somehow and that she is just the family glue, like, between whoever we got. Like, if it's the Fantastic Four people and, like, 
in the X-Men and maybe she sees like uh, how well they work together as a family. And then she brings that into like the Avengers, you know, and like, Hey, let's take a, I don't know. I just really wanted to come back. Uh, if, if it's like a, a different actress, maybe completely, like maybe that's the route they're going is that um, it's just going to be like a mult a variant or like, you know, just a different multiversal version of black widow Yeah, that we can maybe just have. Um, and that's how maybe they can, I don't know, but I, I hope we get more Black Widow. Like I sure hope so too. I sure hope so too. And you know what? I think I think we're set there then, huh? Mm-hmm. We're, we've got Black Widow Natasha Romanoff in the final matchup, the championship game of here, this Marvel character tournament. Feels good. Feels good. And you know she overcame she overcame a lot on that side of the bracket. I mean we had we had Steve Rogers and Loki and Thanos and. Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange and uh, Thor, Thor and Vision. There was some heavy hitters on that side of the bracket, and Black Widow emerges above them all. At a girl, at a girl. I'm proud. I'm proud, and that will lead us to the other side of the bracket, in which this is the match that I think probably would have been the championship. Uh, otherwise. But here we've got a one versus a two, and Peter Parker versus T'Challa. Whew. Eek. Whew. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I don't either. Uh, One is rooted in nostalgia and deep, deep childhood love. The other is newfound love. And nostalgia weighs so heavy, like, in things. And I'm trying my best to, like, not let it weigh as much as it should. Um, but even removing nostalgia. Obviously, we grew up with five or six, six Spider-Man movies before we got Black Panther. They made their introductions into the mcu in the same movie true uh in civil war removing nostalgia you still have the the iconicism factor and spider-man has been the guy for marvel for decades decades and decades and decades now T'Challa had, I'd say, a a greater cultural impact at one point than Spider-Man ever did at any other given point. Oh, 100%. Uh, That moment in 2018 hasn't been matched by another superhero ever. Uh, T'Challa was the most culturally impactful superhero ever for a second. I mean, you couldn't go practically anywhere for a good several months without seeing the Wakanda Forever salute and hearing it That's somewhere. True. He he couldn't. Chadwick Boseman couldn't go anywhere for, I mean, rest in peace for the rest of his life without hearing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's like. N- 
I mean, I'm sorry. There's Toby no, Maguire. People yeah. aren't approaching Toby Maguire on the street and going, "Go, Web, go." You know what I'm saying? Like that's like now. I'm just trying to think of any movie that came close, like culturally, like Endgame or Infinity War. Maybe is the only other one just because of how devastated everyone was, like at the end, like oh, just yeah. the it's shock. Like Infinity, like, Infinity War and Endgame are culturally impactful for like a whole other separate reason. You know, it's yeah. the culmination of the biggest box office draw of the last ten years, and it becomes the highest grossing movie of all time, aside from Avatar. Endgame does. Like that's a cultural moment. There, to be sure. Uh. This but Black Panther had an album. It had like the album, like just getting Kendrick to do an out, like to put together an album for a movie is just amazing. Oh, uh, the the whole album was just awesome. They uh, that. The movie is the most complete Marvel story ever. It like in one movie. Um, this character is just amazing. He, like his virtues, what he stands for, you know, like mm -hmm. it's the, like looking up, like Sp Peter Parker looks up to T'Challa. Like oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. that there's no question about like if, if Sam, you know, but like when we were questioning Sam Wilson and T'Challa, like who would look up to each other, that's more mutual respect there. But like in this scenario, Peter's a kid, you know, he's, he's a, he's a kid still. Um, he's looking up to T'Challa. Um, I'd say, I'd I mean, like, how could you not, if you are, I look up to T'Challa for the love of God. Like that's, that is a, that is a hero's hero. You know what I'm saying? That's, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, I think that Peter Parker has a, has a special story. You know, I think that the, the conflict and the duality of the whole secret identity, don't want the people I love to get hurt. I am just a kid. That's another part that, like, like I don't think we usually take into account as a credit to his character, but like he is just a kid. I watched, I rewatched Spider Man Two last night, and that scene where they carry Toby through the train and then they lay him down without his mask on, and they're like, "Fuck, he's just a kid, no older than my son." Like, he's it's just hard with the actor. Look yeah, like Tom is the youngest looking one, yeah, so you yeah. get that a little bit more. For sure, uh, for sure. You just can't have like a a legit fifteen year old go and play the role of Spider Man, you know? Like, yeah, it, it, <laughs> but I think that uh, I think that there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to overcome there. But you know, T'Challa and his on screen in his on-screen portrayals, you know, the the introduction to his character is watching his dad die. His dad dying in his arms. That's, that's, I mean, you got the Uncle Ben. You got, you got the King T'Chaka. You got, you got, damn, right there. Uh, but you know, the, the rise of the Black Panther in the MCU and, uh, you know, him gaining the title of the Black Panther officially a after beating M'Baku in the trial by combat and then Killmonger challenging him and him being defeated. Like, 
That's another thing that you just don't see a lot in superhero movies is like our hero actually losing. That's why it's and like you think of that for, story and how complete it is. Like to the, us dying. He legit was thrown off that waterfall, like stabbed and then just you dead. Like, wow. Like he went through so much so quickly. Like, uh, that's why that movie's just beautiful. Like, so much happens to T'Challa, like, in, in this movie. So much. He, he becomes the Black Panther, then has to get it stripped away, then becomes, you know, again, and then stripped mm-hmm. away, then killed, and then back to life. Oh, become the Black Panther again. You know, but, but then you're killing, like, a brother, basically. Like, you know, a person mm-hmm. that you definitely don't want to, like, have, you know, you want with you, but it, it's like, oh, wait, ah, oh, like, I, it, I really, that's like one of the only gripes I have with that movie is that Killmonger, like his character just can't continue. Yeah. Um, but like that movie's just beautiful. Like, oh my God, like everything about that movie just rocks. Like Wakanda, visually beautiful. Shuri. That's fucking fantastic. Like, she rocks. Oh my Akoye, God. Nakia. They're all awesome. And Baku will, like, the it's, a, it's an excellent MCU collection. movies don't touch Black Panther. Like, not even no, in the same Homecoming and Far From Home don't even come close. Uh, not not by a long shot. I think that, uh, and I mean, like, I love, I love the Spider-Man like all uh, the Spider-Man movies by Raimi and I love the amazing Spider-Man movies. Uh, but like in terms of like critically those first two films, like I, I, I think they're probably on par with Black Panther critically. Um, but I don't feel as sorrowful come the finale. Uh, I mean, a little bit more in the Doc Ock case, I do. But Green Goblin, you know, he doesn't die with a redemption in sight. He, don't tell Harry. Just, just goes. Uh, he did die really quick. Like, yeah. uh, like very spontaneous. But uh, And I mean, like, it <laughs> had to happen. He was going to kill Spider-Man. Like, that was the... That... It was... I I, I mean they all die flip. fighting Spider Man. It's their fate. I did fate. that backflip so many times on my bed, like imagining oh. the the glider coming right <laughs> behind me. Oh man, I that and like every time I think of Spider Man, it's just my entire childhood. Like literally, like I own blockbuster VHSs of Spider Man. The guy was just tired of me renting them so many times, like. I wore out those tapes. Like, the tapes blew up. You know, like, when a VHS unwinds? Yeah. Have you ever had one do that, like, while it's playing? It literally, like, it just starts spitting the tape, like, out of the VHS player at, like, rapid speed. And uh, I I went through, like, multiple copies of this movie. Like, because of just mm. how much I watched those movies. Like, and... I don't know how many Spidey costumes I've had. I don't know how many times I've been him for Halloween. Um, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard for anyone to beat Spidey. 
like anyone. And if there is a character in the MCU to do it, like it would be Black Panther, it would be T'Challa. I don't like. I don't know. I still don't know where I stand. I don't like, know uh, either. I don't know either because like it really is that like how I'm just trying to determine just how much nostalgia is playing playing a game with me because like I think to I think to Peter's story and you know I love I love this is the angle that I do prefer Peter Parker over T'Challa. I I'm not a huge fan of the of the lavish royalty thing i do like our working class hero mm-hmm. like we see with toby and with andrew a exactly. little less with tom, a little less with tom holland with the stark tech and stuff but like i love the working class hero angle that's that's one that i we can put ourselves in spidey's shoes a lot easier than we can put ourselves into chala's shoes um that's that's for sure it just makes spidey like a much more relatable character i mean especially with kids you know, like, he has a an awesome costume, and he's young in high school, and, like, he just got these powers. Like, it's it seem, seemingly could happen to anybody. And that's, I, I think, why Spider-Man is just so universally loved, is that it's just, you know, he randomly got bitten by the spider. Could have been anyone. Like, uh, and that's why people love his character so much. He's just very relatable. But, like... T'Challa is T'Challa. Like you don't have to have to relate to him. Like his character is so strong in his like virtue and everything that like you don't need that aspect of the story. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh... and it's like there's also just like this more unbelievability about the story. You know, he lives in Wakanda, a, a sheltered nation. Uh hiding its resources entirely from the world and he is actually the king of this entirely just futuristic incredible society that is kind of moved past inner like they have some qualms amongst their closest to like a real life utopia though like yeah closest thing we've seen in the mcu that's for sure that's for sure certainly but um yeah, I don't know. I think it really is the relatability that gets you on Spider-Man. Uh that would be the sell here over T'Challa. Would be the fact that you know it it can be anyone behind the mask. That's the message of an entire movie uh into the Spider-Verse. They literally say it could be anyone behind the mask. It could be you behind the mask. Yeah. Uh, the other angle here. Only T'Challa could be T'Challa, buddy. <laughs> That's true. Like, it take. That's... Oh, man. I didn't think about that. Like, he is... He was the first to open up Wakanda. You know, he made that change. I yeah. mean, although heavily influenced, um, 
Um, it was just the right move. And like, I mean, heavily yeah. influenced. He was also fighting against Killmonger who was fighting for that in a way, not the, not the same way, but in a way to reallocate Wakanda's resources to empower, to empower black people around the world. That was kind of, that was that post credit scene where he lands on the basketball court. And like, this is like, tell Shuri, like, this is your, you know, going to be like, or you're the head of science, you know, Whatever the uh, position was called. Yeah, science and development. Yeah, science and development. like Or research and development. She might have been the head of R&D for the Wakandan it, embassy. You just – coming out of that movie, you feel so good. And the slam dunk at the end of uh, him standing in front of like the UN basically and they're like, what can Wakanda possibly give us – you know the uh, the developed part of the world. What could you? What could you possibly do? And then you just uh, you're like, ah, you're, and, and he's and ah. they just like zoom in on his face, and he's like, you don't even know, you don't even uh, know. That's how advanced we are. Mm. You see, you mm. don't even know what we can provide. <laughs> That's how advanced we are. Um, and I mean, gotta think about T'Challa like immediately being like. Yeah, during the events of Endgame, like come, like come here. Every like we can, I, I my army, everything, ev- all yours, like instantly. Yeah, Wakanda you know, like, was the site, was the site of the final battle. Mm, there's a reason it was there. Like anywhere else, that where no force field, basically, like they get wrecked. You know, like without Wakanda, without that massive army they had, like. Mm. Spidey's just Spidey. <laughs> but I, and that's the thing. You hate to compare. Like, this is the only time you'd be comparing. That's mm-hmm. This is it. Because I love both these characters to death. Uh, and it is only when you put them next to each other that you gotta go, like, ah, you know, like, it probably isn't my favorite character of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it just probably isn't. Uh, I think that there are really good Peter Parker stories. Uh, at, and I think we've seen a few of them unfold on screen. Uh, however, I don't think that to the to this point, Spider-Man's had quite the epicness of a story that T'Challa has. Um, I agree. I think... I think I think the more we talk about it, I'm looking for reasons. Like I'm doing what you were doing for Bucky last round. I'm looking for reasons for Peter to win. And I just don't think I just don't know that he does. I think T'Challa takes this one. And how fitting that it's Black Widow and Black Panther. Like, Man, what a fucking what a fucking turn of events this is. All our one seeds. All our one seeds went down. Uh, now we're left with the two versus three, I believe, uh, and Black Panther versus Black Widow. And as I said, I thought Spider-Man and T'Challa should probably be our championship. And the, that's the thing, is that that was the main event of this episode. Yes. Uh, this matchup... It goes a little easily... To Black Panther for me. Mm-hmm. I think the nostalgia is like the only thing that like gives Spidey the upper hand. 
But if you just look at the character, the story, like it's it's kind of clear, like who the winner is. Like you just got a kid from Queens that's trying to figure out what the heck is going on versus someone who can give the universe a helping hand. There you go. There you go. Can't and... be your friendly neighborhood spider hood if there's <laughs> can't be your friendly neighborhood spider man if uh, there's no neighborhood to protect. Can't be Star Lord T'Challa if there's no universe to protect is the uh yeah. Yeah. There's definitely no neighborhood without without T'Challa there. Mm. Um it feels okay though. You know, I'm not as dev- uh, like yeah, I'm like and and then that's the other thing. We're not going based – we're not playing favorites here. Mm-hmm. We're not playing favorites because if we were, Spider, this is easy. Spider-Man makes it all the way to the championship and wins the championship. If it's favorites, I'm sorry. Bucky Barnes and Black Widow aren't in the final four. Nope. It, it, it shakes out the way it shakes out, and the way it's shaken out is T'Challa's facing off with Natasha Romanoff and the chip. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's T'Challa. Go. It's T'Challa. T'Challa um, wins here. Um, and I, I, it's fitting. Like these two, the the fact that they're both in the championship. This is like what I like. People in sports, like every time you get second place, everyone's like. Oh, like if you're the runner up, everyone's always disappointed. Like, oh, you're the run. Like you were so close, but you didn't get there. That's like, no, like Natasha had to beat all of these goaded people to get here. Like these are the top two people we have out of 64 characters that we picked. So no matter who, like they both won. Like, yeah, like no, like there's no, if they're both here. We obviously love these characters very, very much. Like, it's uh, true. exactly, and it's even, entirely subjective. Yeah, even though this winner is somewhat clear, um, like I, it's not. It, it is still close. It's not a landslide that T'Challa no. beats Natasha. No, not by um, any means. But I, uh, like we said, two seed versus three seed. Yeah, this uh, and the one seeds like. It really is just the nostalgia with the character. Like, that's really why they were put in one is just, like, the iconicism and nostalgia of the character alone. But I'm glad that, like, the winners that we ended up choosing were more based on the story, the character, you know, the deeper dive, not just the surface level, you Mm -hmm. know, like, image that you think. Like, if we're just thinking, like, how quickly, like, the image of a, the hero pops in your mind like yeah the one seeds just take it home like you Every think time. of spider-man you see the mask like instantly you, iron man you see the suit thor you see mjolnir like it's like obvious but marvel like their characters like in their story the their stories like if it's just superheroes fighting superheroes like, or super villains that that's you know who cares i'll say like we did a whole Star Wars tournament, and the finale was what we thought it would be from the very beginning. Not here. 
We had to think about it. We had to discuss. And somehow we end here with T'Challa and, and Natasha. I think like the uh, the people's champion is Bucky here. I think uh, Bucky's like the uh, like the underdog made it. Yeah, he's like the David versus Goliath. Like uh, in this bracket, it seemed he uh, he had a a good run. Um, go to I I'd say he's like the people's champion. Uh, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, but, definitely uh, the lowest seed that made it the furthest. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah. T'Challa feels right. It feels totally right that he takes this all the way. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, and I think we've done plenty of talking about both those characters this episode. So it's like we don't really need to elaborate there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Putting them next to each other, it is interesting. You know, I do, I, I, I think I do think it's T'Challa, but you know, like you said, not by a landslide. Uh, Natasha's the shit. She's like the I've she's said, in this championship, like it's that resiliency, that rebellious spirit, that just that willingness to push on. Uh, when Hawkeye was about to. Stop reading through folders and boxes. She was the one who kept him going and mm. found the solution. Like, there you go. She is the glue. She's the family. She is at, like all the good parts of the Avengers. Um, She's the defining, the defining piece. Hmm. But yeah, I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it quite beats T'Challa's Black Panther, and. uh or T'Challa's Star-Lord. T'Challa just in general. He's just a and king in everything he touches. A king. A and I can king. honestly say, I can honestly say, I by no means thought Black Panther was going to win this win this tournament entering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, my favorite, my heavy-handed favorite was Spider-Man. And he took him down. And that's just what this, uh, that's what this tournament does. It makes you think. It actually makes you put them up against each other. And it... You got to execute. We had Iron Man, Thor, and Steve Rogers has won seeds as well. Iron Man goes down to uh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson goes down to T'Challa. Really makes you realize that the main characters in Marvel really are pushed by the side characters. Like, and the side characters are really the... Where the driving force of the story comes from. And the good, critical, like, emotion comes from, too. Like man, huh. well, and I I I want to talk about that for a second because I think what's what's important there is that there's not a lot of attempted romances. Mm. Uh, if you attempt a romance and it's it doesn't execute, it's painful to watch and therefore makes me not like it as much. Stephen Peggy, Tony Pepper, Thor and Jane. Uh, I mean, Nat made it this far and they even like, I can't believe she did with the, the, like we were basically ignoring the whole Nat and Hulk thing pretty much the whole time. Uh, that hardly came up and reasons we liked her story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to execute on a, on a good, uh, relationship. And I think that, uh, you know, the main characters as a main character in a Marvel movie, typically that's one of the draws is a romance. Uh, and that's why the side characters get to get to have the more fun, emotionally mm. resonant stories. Hmm. 
Uh, yeah, Sam Wilson. You ever tie her? Ever tie him to a a woman? Bucky. You ever tie him to a woman or a, a, another character? I mean, T'Challa was tied to Nakia, but like they don't get to exp- they don't get to go into that really. Mm. Uh, hmm. Not for real, for real. Like she's just kind of there. Uh, That's true. Yeah, if, if a character is kind of given a romantic like interest, their story kind of uh, they just get, you don't have the seat. yeah you don't have the openness that you have with. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's... And I don't want to say that like it automatically makes your story bad because like I think like back Wanda to Wanda, Wanda and Vision, and that's where uh, it's done correctly. Like, and that's where you see why both of them reaped the benefits of it. They're both in the Elite Eight, and it is because of each other. Uh, that's uh, Captain Marvel. No romantic interest in the Elite Eight. Spider Man. Obviously, he's got MJ, but he's also a kid. So high school romances are about as important as everything <laughs> else in the world to them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an interesting conundrum. Looking just at the rest of the elite eight. T'Challa. Wow. What what do you think like a Thanos love interest would be like? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like he'd have to find a Hydra. real yeah he'd have to find a real I don't know I don't midnight know midnight Proxima a... or whatever <laughs> Proxima Midnight that'd be interesting uh, just him at me, like not, a, I think uh, yeah I think this, I think that it feels does right though it, it feels, feels right. right T'Challa takes it over Natasha Romanoff there in the championship and Black uh, Widow man. Black Panther King and queen of this Marvel bracket. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I feel good about it. I feel real good about it. Uh, that's the conclusion, the finale, if you will. There it uh, is. This was the Penny Bloom podcast. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much for joining me on this 64 character tournament here. Oh, of course. It's always a pleasure to be out here. Always, always, always a pleasure. And if you if you do want to relive this, Knowing what's coming, you go back to the seating and you hear us place everyone into place and you go, oh, shit, that person's down here and they end up winning. This person's down there and ends up in the final four. Like, it's interesting. That's available on Patreon.com slash Bloom where we did all the seating and there's also like 21 plus hours of exclusive content. Uh, it's a lot of fun over there and uh, all that money goes back into making sure the podcast can happen. Uh, head to Twitter and follow at PennyBloomPod. And then after that, go and follow at Penny Bloom Podcast on Instagram. And remember, peace, love, and bloom, and Wakanda forever. <laughs>